0: Hello, this is Susan Kilkenny. Welcome to TaftCast, an internal series of podcasts and webcasts for attorneys and staff to share tips, trends, and additional insight on the marketing and business development front. And now, let's listen.
1: Hello, everyone. Rob McDonald here, partner in the Cincinnati Business and Finance Practice Group. I'm very excited to be joined today by two special guests and to moderate a panel on personal branding. So you might ask yourself, why would Susan Kilkenny ask me to moderate a panel on personal branding? Well, uh, before joining the legal field, I was in marketing in New York working for Skittles and Starburst. Um, So know a thing or two about branding for big Fortune 500s. In addition to that, here in Cincinnati, I co-founded The Brandery, which was a startup accelerator we started in 2010 that was very heavily focused on brands for consumer goods, tech businesses largely. With that, let me introduce our two panelists, or rather have them introduce themselves, and then we'll dive into a little bit more about personal branding. Janika, take it over.
0: Janika Pierce-Tucker here, partner in charge in the Columbus office practice primarily in labor and employment and happy to be here to share how I feel about personal branding.
2: Mick Carroll here. I'm the head of the Labor and Employment Group, the Indianapolis office. I've been practicing for over 35 years, which means that I either have a brand or I don't uh, by now, but I look forward to telling everybody about my little journey uh, through the uh, legal industry and how I have changed my views on branding and how it's really helped me develop business. Great.
1: So what is a personal brand? I think we all are very familiar with brands as it relates to core products like soap, candy bars, alcohol products, etc. You know, here in Cincinnati we consider ourselves one of the branding marketing capitals of the world. Uh P&G started here and one of the things that P&G started was branding their individual products. Ivory soap was known for being the soap that floats uh due to an error that the Procter and Gamble company had in its manufacturing process. You know, they turn that error into a positive attribute to the brand. So we all understand branding when it relates to products, but when it comes to branding for individuals, I think it's a lot of the core principles would translate, but not all. For me, having a personal brand is about having a conscious and very intentional effort to position yourself in the market in a unique, compelling, and authentic way. For me, doing something with purpose as opposed to having ambivalence about it is going to lead to better results. So being very deliberate about your brand, modifying it, evolving it, and adapting it to what you want your practice and law to look like is going to be very important. Things that come into play for me when I think about my personal brand are what am I doing on boards? What pro bono activities do I have? What articles and speeches am I participating in? What mentoring, what responsiveness do I have with clients? How am I working with counterparties? How am I working directly with clients? All of these factor into the personal brand. So with that, I was hoping to turn it back over to you, Mick. You have somewhat of an irreverent personal brand in some regard that really plays well with your practice. Mind sharing more about your personal brand and what it means to your practice?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, Rob, uh, kind of to your point, you have to be very intentional as a lawyer when you're trying to put out your brand in the in the marketplace. And if you don't have a brand, then guess what? Like most consumer products, nobody's going to remember the product. Nobody's going to remember who you are. You're just going to be one of those 10,000 lawyers floating around that nobody will ever remember. So my goal in branding is always for someone to meet me or hear about me and have others speak about me in a way that is memorable. And the only way you can do that is to define yourself in the marketplace. And what I've always tried to do, and, and everybody does this at the very beginning, is to be the very best I can be at my particular uh, legal area, which is labor and employment. I want people to think of me as one of the top three labor and employment lawyers in Indiana, Indianapolis, or the Midwest. Uh, I want that, That's my goal, always has been, even when I was younger and I was nowhere near the top three. My hope is I may be there now, but that should be everyone's goal to be at the top of every potential client's list of of lawyers in that particular area. So I consciously sat down and thought, okay, how am I going to brand that? Well, first of all, I want people to know that I'm really good at what I do, I know the area, and that's how you go to the speaking engagements, you write, you show everybody that I do have skill in this area. And then Every single day, the way you treat that client, servicing that client, caring about that client, uh becoming that client's trusted advisor, that client will be your greatest advocate because they'll know your brand better than anybody. They will tell everybody that, man, Mick Carroll, he knows this stuff, and he will call you within two minutes after you email him. They will say what your brand is, but if you don't live and breathe what you want your brand to be, and those clients of yours don't know how to pass on who you are to the next potential client. So that's how I look at branding. Great. Thanks, Mick.
1: Janika?
0: I would say, too, that for me, I've always kind of approached looking at branding is how can I show the world who I am? you know i am definitely a lively person and so trying to fit my personality in the practice of law sometimes can be challenging cuz you know not everything we do is fun and so i had to look at what what would i do and how would i do it and one thing i i always strive to show my clients is the genuine nature of of who i am So when I advise clients, I always come from a place of truth and honesty. And I believe that that has worked very well for me as I am always called upon to handle crisis and, you know, high level issues. And because my brand is kind of the calm in the storm and always knowing that I'm reliable, will respect everyone's opinion. Pretty judgment free zone here. And so I think that it has been key for for my success in kind of identifying what my personal brand is, but also being true to myself and putting me into my practice, which I think then allows me to deliver great service.
1: Yeah, that's great. You know, thinking about my personal brand and its evolution since beginning the practice of law, you know, when I started here at Taft coming out of law school, uh, on social media, I definitely had more of a, Party personality than I necessarily wanted to portray to our clients. So over time, it has certainly evolved. And another thought would be, you know, I started here at Taft and very much got involved in the startup community, which was, you know, a great, you know, entree into the legal field for my personal um, background. But later, I kind of wanted to move away from startup work. And, you know, that took a little bit of an adjustment into of my personal brand to get there. So if if you guys both don't mind covering briefly how your brand has evolved over time and how a young lawyer could establish a brand now in a way that then has a longer tail uh, you know over their career, um would love to hear more about that. Janika?
0: I think for me, um one thing that Mick hit home on is that you first have to make sure you're comfortable in your skill. Um you may have to make sure that you're working to be a very good lawyer. And how that feeds into, to brand Rob is that if I'm going to go out here and market myself, right, for individuals to contact me if they have employment needs, then I need to be comfortable in my skill set. So then I have an opportunity to kind of show my brand. It's almost like they work hand in hand, but you need to have that level of confidence as a good lawyer as you start to try to market yourself. So as a young lawyer, I think one way to test that is internally in your place of work, right? You you have an opportunity especially at Taft. We have, you know, hundreds of lawyers in which you're able to kind of test your brand with your individual partners at you know what what do you stand for what does it look like what do you want to be known for is it your timeliness is it your responsiveness is your is it kind of how you interact with the partners because then they can see you could probably interact well with clients it it, you know how you kind of add your personality to the group is a great way to get started as a young lawyer yeah that
1: makes a lot of sense. I think showing responsiveness is is an interesting idea for a young lawyer. um you know showing eagerness and willingness to dive into something to both you know partners at the firm and clients is something that a lot of people would value in somebody's brand. uh Mick, not sure if you have anything else to add to that
2: no i I agree with a lot of what Janika was saying is that your your first clients as a young lawyer are partners and they're the perfect uh guinea pig for you to try out your branding skills and your your lawyering skills because if you can't satisfy your partners you're not going to satisfy clients and so being timely providing really good work product being able to solve problems for your partners and anticipate the problems that's the exact same skill set you have for clients the other thing that i also want to tell everyone is younger lawyers they have this little sense a lot of times of futility. i'm never going to bring in business no matter what i do I'm just not going to be able to do it. It's all potluck, et cetera. Well, I've been successful at bringing in business. And when I was in my ninth year, my originations were exactly zero. I had zero business because I was carrying the bag of a big litigator in the law firm and doing nothing but big commercial litigation. But I had no business. I decided consciously, I'm going to become a labor and employment lawyer because I want to develop my own business. And I had to consciously from... You know, the, my ninth year in law forward, develop a brand. And I had to show people that I was good at what I did. And here's who I am as a person. And and I had to do that very consciously. And I would write mission statements all the time. Uh, you know, Rob, we talk about branding kind of generally, but I, I do think younger lawyers, as you're trying to build your brand, the steps that I have learned by doing a lot of research on this have always indicated, and I'd like to hear your thoughts is, you first have to identify what's your primary service, you know, what, what are you providing to the legal community, you know, what are your core values, what, what's your passion, you know, what's your real true gift and, and skill set, and you have to be honest with yourself. Well, what am I good at? And then once you do that, I would draft a statement that truly uh, uh, captures who you are as a personal brand. And you should really work on that every day, and it's going to evolve as you get more experience and more breadth in your legal practice. But if you can't write it down on paper uh, succinctly, you're not going to be able to really develop that brand externally to the people you meet. Mike, I couldn't agree
1: more. Uh, one exercise I did as a young lawyer was called the brand onion, and there's a number of other kind of brand, personal brand exercises out there that people can complete But um, the core of that exercise was to determine, you know, what are those core attributes that uh, people can ascribe to you um, that you will never deviate from? And and those are the things that people can expect to benefit from. Um, So while you might certainly change your practice area or you might change the way you dress or uh, you might change the board work that you do, um, you know, clients for the most part can always expect that those core attributes will be there. Um, Some examples for me would be, you know, looking for innovative solutions. Um, I think there will probably be a lot of lawyers out there that are going to you know, fall, be known for following the letter of the law, and that's, that might be a positive brand attribute in some fields. Um, but, of course, in the tech space, we tend to find clients that want lawyers that are looking for innovative approaches and not just following the letter of the law. So given that, do, do either of you have instances where you can um, think of your brand development of things that you didn't do that you think were important to develop in your brand? Um, Are there things that you had to do that you thought maybe weren't a fit and you decided not to go down that path? Janika?
0: You know, yeah, I, um, so kind of like Mick, I started in litigation, and so I did litigation for the first part of my career, and then after about six years, I changed to um, employment. But what I realized is that part of that litigation, I did a lot of environmental litigation, and I just, I was not happy, so it was hard for me to sell the idea. And so, even though, you know, I knew, I knew the area and, um, was pretty good at it, but I didn't enjoy it. So when I could see that that impacted my ability to kind of brand that, because I, I didn't feel it in my heart to sell it. So, um, you know, and I had a great mentor as a partner who did the work. She was fantastic in the area, one of the few female lawyers across the state that practiced that law, and and she had great business development plans for me. Um, and I had to make the hard choice that this is not where my passion is going to be, and I just didn't feel like I could do it. And it was a risk because I was totally changing my area of practice to something different that i hadn't done before um and and taking that risk but i'm happy i did because i think this is a true fit fit for me so i think that's one of the things you have to think about when you're trying to do your personal branding you also have to be doing what you like to do because you have to sell that as part of it
2: yeah and and i'll echo that rob um you talked about you have core values so no matter what you're doing whether it's Litigation, labor law. Your core values will, will always be there. I'm am very responsive. I'm creative. Um, I'm enjoyable to be around. Uh, I'm 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 responsive. Um, I'm, I'm a trusted advisor. Those are your core values. Uh, but if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, uh, you're never going to sell it. And I always tell the younger folks, when I was when I was their age, you know, many moons ago. Um, I didn't have the Internet, and I didn't have all these tools. And when I decided to go from a litigator to, to labor and employment, I grabbed a 600-page book, and every day I read five pages. Now, just think how long that took me. You know, it took me 120 days to read this book on everything in labor and employment law. And I don't know that I captured much of it, but I told myself, that's how I'm going to teach myself labor and employment. I'm going to teach myself how to do it. So the younger folks, if you really want to be successful, you have to have a passion for really learning your area and constantly challenging yourself to be the most knowledgeable person and having fun with it. And so then every day you wake up, I get to this day at age 61, I get all these uh, advanced sheets, whatever you call them on the Internet, and I read them. But now at my stage I send them all out to my clients that when they seem to fit maybe their business. As a younger lawyer, man, I would just devour that and really become uh an expert in whatever your chosen area is and while you do that, you'll eventually start narrowing it down to even a more special specialty area and become even better branded along those lines.
1: Yeah, that's great. One thing I found with with my personal brand is around around passion, as you both spoke, is uh, working on the right boards. You know, early in my career, I was eager to accept certain board roles that weren't a fit and I didn't have a passion for. And, man, that is really a quick way to kill a brand, you know, in terms of, you know, somebody not being responsive, not really contributing to the organization, potentially having different values than the organization. So that would be, you know, one recommendation of things to look at closely. One benefit that I think we have at our firm is just the incredible brand that has been built by Taft over the years, you know, thanks to Susan and team and others. But, uh, you know, the Taft brand really was an important fit um, for me when I was coming out of law school, and I felt like it played really nicely with my personal brand. Curious if you guys also believe that the Taft brand uh, proved to be a good platform for you.
2: Yeah, I'll kind of jump in here on that. I I think Taft has been phenomenal for my practice uh, because as my practice grew and I was the former Summer Barnard, and we were a small, uh, mid-sized firm in Indianapolis. I was competing with all the big firms, and I think I lost business because they didn't perceive me one of the players. Now, TAP, I think, is almost the perfect size. We're 600 lawyers or approximately 600 lawyers, uh, so we're big enough to compete with anybody for for business, but we're not so big that we're impersonal. You know, we still have these local offices. And I still try to tell everybody, I'm we're Indiana law firm, but I have a Midwestern toolbox to draw from. And so I think you need to incorporate the Taft brand in your brand. And we have a lot to sell. And I think we've proven it in COVID-19, how well we've survived this storm, that this brand is is working. And I would really think about, if you don't understand the attributes of Taft, being the size we are, being Midwestern-focused, then it's hard to also sell your personal brand. You have to mix those two together and make sure that they uh, cooperate with one another.
0: Yeah, but I would just add that you have to, in talking about building on the TAF brand, it as we are in the Midwest, one thing that has really resonated with me when you're doing employment Employment has the ability to trigger so many things, right? So you're on a phone, and then the next thing you know, there's a question about trade secret. And the great thing about TAF is that I literally can type an email and get a response to someone with a client's question. And the client doesn't hesitate to trust what I'm saying because, again, I've established that relationship with the client. And so now we have a firm that is able to serve the needs of our clients, and they trust the counsel that I'm giving, which allows us to then, you know, spread the wealth of our TAF brand. So I think that it's right that they work hand in hand together. Um And if you're able to sell yourself, then you can also sell the TAF brand as well.
1: Yeah, that's great. One thing I like to uh talk to potential clients about is the history of TAF and and that's certainly something that works in certain circles and in other circles, it doesn't. So it's, it's a very uh, malleable brand that we can use well in different circles, which I find very useful. So with that, we're coming to the end of our time on the panel. And I wanted to just offer a call to action for all of our colleagues here on how they might work on their personal brand in the coming days. I'd encourage everybody to spend 30 minutes thinking about their personal brand. Is it something that they've been deliberate about in the past? If it's not. Uh, maybe it's time to be a little bit more intentional about it. What unique benefits would they provide a client that other lawyers don't? From there, I'd sleep on it. I'd refine it. I'd take it to mentors, colleagues, and peers, potentially clients as well, and ask them, is this you know, brand consistent with what you expect to know from, about me? I'd look closely at my activities, my board work, my articles, uh, any type of um, social media, and make sure that that's consistent with the brand that I believe that I portray. From there, if you haven't felt like you've gotten exactly what you need out of your personal brand, I turn to Janika, Mick, or any of our uh, marketing and business development team to assist. Everybody in the firm, I'm sure, would be willing to talk further about personal brand and provide example exercises that you could complete um, to further enhance your brand. That's about it for me. Janika, Mick, any parting shots?
2: My, my only last thing I'd say is if you're going to be a lawyer, you can either just sit in your chair and and do the bare minimum or you can do what actually has turned in and i'm now almost 62 i can tell you the most enjoyable part of being a lawyer is having clients and having clients pick the phone up and rely on you and the way you do that is get off your duff take the time to do a brand and then actually execute on that brand and go out there and do the marketing do it have fun at it and once you do then you can be a complete lawyer and have a real fun, enjoyable, and profitable career.
0: Mick said it. I agree.
2: Well, great. Thank you both so much. And, uh, you know, obviously, personal branding
1: has worked for you both. And um, I have no doubt that it's an absolutely critical differentiator for good lawyers to, so that they're recognized in the market. With that, thank you all very much and hope to see you soon.